Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode eight. Ooh, episode eight of For the Brown Girls podcast. We're so excited for this one, as we're excited for honestly each and every one that we bring you guys. <laughs> yeah, we start off each and every one with, I'm so excited to bring you this, but this is definitely one of the most important, I have to say, of the podcast. Yeah, it's been an ongoing thing for quite some time, something that honestly we've all experienced in our lifetime, and finally we're getting a chance to speak about it, so we're super excited to bring you what we have, and with that we also have a special guest. So we're going to present you with Fatima, I feel like I fucked that up, um, so today our guest is Fatima, Fatima if you wanted to introduce yourself. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> So just, do we want to do a little bit about herself? Um, no, let's just get into like, this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. okay. <clears throat> so Fatima, before we get into it, why don't you give our listeners a short introduction about yourself? Thanks guys. First of all, I just want to thank you both for allowing me to be on your most special podcast. That too, one of the first, you know, episodes, episode eight, but hello everyone. And, um, Um, I don't know. How did I do it last time? <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Fatma, and I have known both Eamon and Pradeep for a long, long time. I'm someone who currently struggles with mental health, and that is going to be our topic for today. Yes. So we have Fatima on our podcast because she actually has been through a lot of things that we've also been through. And she's honestly here to just share her experience and openly talk about topics related to like therapy, self-image, self-esteem. And we're super excited to dive deep into it. So with that said, Fatima, let's just jump right in. All right. So when we talk about mental health, what do we mean? Mental health is including not only our emotional state, but our physical and social well-being. So a lot of times, one of the stigmas is mental health only has to do with emotions, but it has a huge impact on both our physiological being and social well-being. In that way, it affects how we think, feel, and act, and how we go around in our life responding to certain situations doing certain things and that being said mental health is really that center core or focus of how we navigate through our life wow that was beautifully said and i love that you added like the physical part of it in there i feel like that's so important and like definitely want to get deeper into that Um, so let's dive right in so the physical part i feel like is the part where everyone uh, forgets about right so there's a lot of physical trauma that goes into with med- with mental health too it can be caused by certain factors in your life so one of the factors that i've been through is having a very crazy um very demanding job and that led me to have a lot of mental health issues which translated into physical issues right so i had something called um uh, stress uh, stomach right it's a known thing where my stomach was giving me a lot of issues a lot of problems and that's due to me not being mentally well a lot of times people don't realize that your mental state can affect a lot of different things because it's really affects your brain to the rest of the organs of your body so I've had situations where I have not been feeling good mentally and I've had the worst like anxiety attack and panic attack that I've kind of passed out for 
for like five seconds and been like, Oof. whoa, what, oh, what no. just happened? That's scary. Yeah, it's been really scary. And I feel yeah. like people don't correlate the emotional and physical well-being. That's a part of mental health that is not discussed, honestly. Other situations that have happened to me is very high vomiting i'm not a person who gets queasy easy or anything Mm. like that but in a certain situation where i am not feeling good about myself or just going through a lot mentally i've had those physical negative impacts that have led me to not be good wow that's scary and i feel like a lot of that is not never acknowledged because when people hear mental health they think oh it's more of just like an internal brain thing that you're experiencing like they don't really understand that your mental health directly correlates to your body and how you physically feel so i'm really happy that you touched on that is there more you want to expand on So one thing I do want to say is, like I said earlier, mental health is kind of like the core, right? It really has a rippling effect to the rest of the things you do. If you're not in the right state of mind, there are other symptoms that can occur, like forgetfulness. If you're not feeling good, you can just go do something and forget that you even left your car keys. It can be a simple impact as that, but because you're not you know mentally doing good it can cause you to even do little little things such as tendency to not you know like have fatigue forgetfulness there's so many other symptoms that kind of impacted that we don't notice day by day that you might see in other people and you have no idea what's going on in their minds wow so what made you finally like start taking this very seriously like what drew what called your attention to your mental health I think one of the main reasons was that I started to acknowledge that this life is truly really short that the time that we have is really precious and we want to make sure that we feel happy I just wasn't happy no matter what I did I would jam-pack my day into like event after event seeing this person seeing that person but as I was driving to the next event or driving to see the next person I would be crying in the car why am I doing that you know why is that happening to me so just that self-awareness and saying I deserve better I am a much better person that I don't need to go through this or I shouldn't be going through this was really my first step I love that and I I love that you acknowledged that when you were in those in-between times where like you're driving in the car and you finally have to sit with yourself that's when you realize like how you actually feel and I think that's huge because you know you can distract yourself as much as you want and I, I feel like I experienced this as well where I was like I need to make sure that I from 8 to 9, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, I have something to do. So I'm distracting myself from what I really feel. But it's like super important to make sure that when you're sitting with yourself, when, you know, when you're in your own solitude, that like you are at peace because you can like suppress as much as you want but eventually it's going to come out and it's going to come out worse so i love that you mentioned that yeah and i would do things such as like oh let me a binge watch a netflix show or something Mm. like that to distract myself you said the right word but at the end of the day you're only running away from it and running away from it is only increasing it can i ask you something do you think like since you've had that experience um you know you're talking about the physical part of it and and now i'm thinking to myself maybe some people are going through that physical part of it and they don't don't even realize that that has something to do with mental health would you say that like the act of trying to distract yourself like you know continuously could be a sign oh yeah definitely i feel like many people do that with 
whether it's a mental health issue or not if there's a problem they don't want to face it because they don't want to they don't want to go through the trauma or that like figuring out solution process of mm. it and they distract themselves and it could be things like you know netflix or jam packing my day or anything just Hanging to kind of like friends. run away from it yeah. yeah yeah a lot of people i feel like do that yeah that's a good point because like actually sitting with it is a hundred percent harder than like you know just just putting piles on top of it and just like mm-hmm. suppressing that part of it yeah and then just going into like the desi or the brown community right like having mental health issues depression anxiety panic is a huge stigma you know and it's not really just in our cultures too i was listening to a podcast i think two weeks ago and there was um this i think jamaican guy he was talking and he was saying yeah this is part of my culture too where there's a huge stigma about it so that itself when culture and when other factors tie into it it makes you be less self-aware of it Mm -hmm. and you're and since there's no awareness about it you don't realize it and you're mentally just doing things to distract yourself yeah for sure i feel like in the past honestly 10 years mental health has slowly been on the come up like we're talking about it more people are openly speaking about what they've been going through I think, and honestly, it's so unfortunate, but a lot of it has been because of the rise of suicides. Mm. Like, more and more people are finally accepting the fact that something is wrong and we need to do something about it, which is why they always say, like, reach out to someone, talk to someone, talk about your problems. Like, we want to be there for you. So I think that especially in the Desi community, this is becoming something that's very heavily talked about, and we're so grateful for that. But, like, being a brown girl and having to explain that to a generation of parents that probably never were even taught how to acknowledge their feelings or even speak on them must be very difficult. So how did you navigate doing that yourself? Yeah, it was very difficult, especially when there's no awareness, right? Like there's no awareness our parents didn't get that awareness even though they probably did feel it in certain points of their life, I'm sure, but they were not aware to even know that this is being caused by mental health issues right because when it just hits you it hits you and sometimes people don't realize that is the reason why i'm reacting a certain way or i'm doing these things because our mental health really is depicted by how we react to certain situations right um so i think one of the first steps for me was definitely self-awareness and when I got that self-awareness I think I tried to do things to make myself feel better somehow right like try to research about it try to see like what can I do to get out of that mindset and when I knew I couldn't get out of that mindset alone I knew that therapy was the answer for me and that's when I approached my parents about it and of course as they see parents they're concerned but they don't believe in it right Mm -hmm. they believe oh that's not the cause of your problem this is why you're feeling this way like maybe you're not married and that's why you're feeling that way or you look a certain way and you're not you're feeling that way they don't want to recognize that the reason is could be just mental health issues and certain triggers or certain feelings that have nothing to do with other external factors could be causing it so i guess my approach was really to kind of get them to understand it when that didn't go the way i wanted it i just ended up taking my step and going to therapy and just kind of saying letting them know this is what i do yeah instead of asking them if i could do it. wow that's so bold of you and Mm -hmm. that's so like 
that's so like empowering yeah and like brave like so brave yeah. because so many people would never even first of all say that they have a problem and even standing up to your parents is kind of scary yeah i feel like anybody who's listening to this outside of like having immigrant parents are probably like wait why is this such a big deal why can't you just go and <laughs> yeah. like it's not a big deal but it's a huge deal because you're telling them one that like you think there's there's something there and then two you're telling them you think there's something there and somebody like talking through it can solve the problem and like you said you brought it back to the timeline like your parents are like maybe it's because you're not married maybe it's because you're not looking maybe it's because this and x y and z and i feel like timeline is part of the reason why the issue is caused maybe not all the time but sometimes it is and then you know they kind of tend to bring it back to that like maybe that's why you're feeling this they way. look for reasons rather than honestly just accepting the fact that something is deeper mm-hmm. like in their mind if it's not something physical that they can fix mm-hmm. like you know like a bruise that you can put a band-aid on or something that you can heal externally they don't believe that it's real and it's really sad because our parents are the ones who actually cause us the most amount of trauma like generational trauma gets passed down whether you believe it or not so the same experiences that we're feeling now our parents have also felt at one point and we're finally unlearning so much of it we're teaching ourselves how to heal from that so explaining to them might be a little triggering to them sometimes because it's like they're like i went through it too like why can't you just exactly deal with they it? They, yeah. they, do, they want you to just deal with it but it's so much deeper than that because you don't want to deal with it because you know what you're going to pass it down to your own kids mm-hmm. if you don't deal with it exactly so i think that's where i was like you know what i need to just do it and just tell them i think you should share with them because at the end of the day your parents i think you should share with them this is what i'm doing so they understand when you react to certain situations what's going on and i do have to say that there are times i react very boldly in front of them and if i explain why i'm reacting a certain way they understand my dad more, I would say, than my mom. Mm. She listens to this, she's going to kill me. But <laughs> for sure, he's like, okay, I get where you're coming from, but this is our perspective, right? Yeah. So I think finding that medium has only honestly be- has come because I am in therapy, because yeah. I do that, right? Because yeah. I'm able to process my emotions better. I'm able to explain myself better versus back then I did... I'm telling you, when you have those certain um, mental health issues, you're going through something or you're depressed, anxious, panic, whatever the case is, your mind does not function how it's supposed to. And that's happened to me where I've gone into a situation, I've done something completely that's not like me, come out of it two days later and say, why did I do that? That's not how I would react. Mm. I can't believe. And then that makes you go into a deeper, like, great. Because you're just like, oh my God, why did I do it? And then you keep thinking and thinking. Because processing emotions and your reaction to those emotions is very important. Mm. Wow, I love that. I feel like becoming just self-aware of your emotions in the first place is the most important thing that you can like take on as an individual and I love that you took it upon yourself to like really improve that and heal so what have been the benefits of therapy like if you if I guess if I was a brown girl listening to this and I've never taken therapy before kind of like walk us down the process and eventually the benefits of it yeah definitely so I think first thing is obviously finding a person that suits you I think just going to therapy and say I go to therapy sometimes is not enough you have to find a person that 
that listens to you that understands you and again it's like finding a friend in a way and i say that with good gracious because i'm able to confide in that person i'm that takes a lot too opening up trusting whether they're you know a medical professional they're they're that's their job but still going in there and being vulnerable is like a huge deal so to be able to open those gates dig through those emotions and just talk about little little things because the questions they ask you really make you think mm. so because of that the first step i would say is definitely finding someone who okay. you can relate to who you understand to and i went through my i would say a fair share of people before i found the one that i was like yes she understands me she knows what i'm thinking she remembers past things to be able to correlate and it's not just like a regular session you just talk and that's it it's more of an enlightenment like oh my god like a light bulb went on right because i'm starting to feel better i'm starting to understand things which is only going to help me within the next situation that i have so i can process it better so that would be my first step and then of course going in there and being very open you can't just go to therapy and say hey i went to therapy i tried you have to be open you have to depict certain things you have to explain to them you have to be really open in yourself and willing to take that step and then of course just keeping your loved ones around you having people who know you do this who understand where you're coming from that is one of the most important things if you don't have the right people with you none of this is going to have the right effect so having those few close people that genuinely you trust that care for you and that will always see the best in you mm, i love that wow so how would you recommend therapy to everyone so i would definitely say if you're feeling a certain type of way whether you're you know depressed anxious or having a lot of mental health issues you have to find your own formula everyone's formula is different love that mm -hmm. yes and you have to find what works for you mm -hmm. if reading books works for you makes you feel better makes you understand emotions because books tell stories and you get to see different perspectives do that if praying works for you if sitting there and praying to god and pouring out all your emotions and crying it out works for you and makes you feel better and helps you understand do that if telling your best friend works for you telling your mom that works for you find your formula that's the key to getting through mental health every single day is finding your formula i found my formula in therapy and if that's something that you do want to try i would definitely encourage it because it helped me for sure but again i would definitely say everyone needs to find their perfect formula that's so beautiful and i, I love you. that you said that the whole formula thing because you know there's a lot of times that you might be going through things and somebody gives you unwarranted advice like i agree you know i've heard it so many times like just pray about it just do this just journal about it and you're right you need to find your own formula not everybody's way of doing it works the same and like your way of processing those emotions and being able to express those emotions might be different than the next person so that's beautiful yeah and i if if stepping away from everyone and just doing your own solo thing for six months is your therapy do that mm -hmm. you have to find your version of what's going to make you feel good but yes i completely agree because we're all our own individuals again a lot of what we process and what we do really depicts on our life and the situations and the uh, steps we take and the actions we take is really depicted on that. So again, whatever makes you feel good, because at the end of the day, it's about feeling good. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, I love that because it can be talking to someone for some some people and it can also be like working out for some other people and then like you said praying reading books like therapy is great talking to someone in a professional manner is wonderful but as always it doesn't work for everyone mm -hmm. so like we're also open to the possibility of finding your own formula as Fatima so beautifully put that, it that is, like, <laughs> that's, I think that's gonna be the name of the, podcast. the podcast finding yeah. finding your formula because yeah. that's honestly it because like to to honestly go off on a tangent now like we're all equations yeah like oh, we're figuring our, we're figuring ourselves out and we're finding our own formula and to our solve brains, our brains work in different ways our brains yep. process in different ways so yeah perfect that's so cute i love that yeah i love it too <laughs> but exactly like you said like something to me could feel so big versus something to you could feel so little because it's again it's what we think and how we feel that kind of correlate and make up our whole body right like mm -hmm. what we think what we feel and our other physical being right they're all correlate together and they have to be in that right equation or that right harmony for us to get through life exactly wow I love that. so sweet um we definitely yeah. want to get into like like specifically the desi part of mental health and and going into that and how i guess a way to phrase it would be how being desi has affected your mental health like just everything attached to it so i feel like if you go towards like our culture of being desi and brown right i feel like a lot of the things that kind of affected my mental health was of course like you said earlier the timeline of situations right like being married having a kid at a certain time it's just like the whole thing of like mm -hmm. what will people say like you're not married or you're not having a baby or you don't ha you're not a doctor or you don't look a certain way or you don't dress a certain way i see so many girls going through mental health things because of certain situations for someone it could be oh you're skinny but you're not pretty or you're not skinny but you're pretty you know it really depicts on what society says and what society feels rather than what you feel what your parents feel what your parents think we really do look so much on comparison amongst other people and what other people say and i think that's really been the main cause of mental health because even if a girl is married and she's just got married it's been six months the mother-in-law would be like oh when are you having kids because so-and-so asked me right like it's not like oh you know like let them do their own thing that can cause mental health that can call cause a lot of stress so it's really those situations that we have in our culture that really bring on that mental health specifically for me i would say it has a lot to do with a few things uh one being definitely being a bigger curvier girl all my life i think that's something that i've been bullied on by so many people i even had a very recent situation at a wedding where these girls were really nice to me and then all of a sudden they are talking about my weight and things like that so wow. you know like these situations mm. that uh, happen to you really can mess you up mm -hmm. and at that moment the other person doesn't realize it they don't think that you know we should get better we should move yeah, away from these desi stereotypical you know statuses yeah. or these comparisons that we have it's our job to make it better for our kids in the future yeah. For sure. I feel like 
once you start becoming aware of how toxic and honestly negative Daisy culture is, you have to make it a duty upon yourself to start to just be better, yeah. to do better. Because if if we're not changing ourselves and we'll turn into those people, our friends will turn into those people. Like I don't want to be those aunties that hate on girls like that are younger than me. Like I want to be a cool auntie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. And I feel like there's two things that you mentioned about it that are like really big too, which is one, the pressure and the pressure of all of those things, like the timeline, getting married, having kids, like the the pressure of just being on everyone's like, like what they think, but um, also the comparison. Like I feel like the comparison is so huge in this culture. Like you're constantly being compared. You can be like like you said you can be beautiful but you're going to be compared for like you know not having a certain occupation you can be um a certain like occupation be compared for not having like a certain image so it's like the comparison is huge in this culture and i think that's another thing that we need to get away from and like i think a lot of us i don't know if i if it's just me but we witness our family members do it a lot like our older generations and maybe even our current generations and like you stop and think and you're like wait am i witnessing this right now and like this is the exact thing that we're trying to like separate us ourselves from so like i would love to hear you speak more on that i one thing you said that i really like is our current generation mm-hmm. and that's something i definitely want to talk about because i feel like our current generation of girls in their mid 20s to 30s are really mature and have made a good living for themselves and are doing great in life but they will never ever hesitate to bring another brown girl down oof and i that is some things i have seen in real life in person over the phone everywhere and that's the part that is not good right we cannot tear each other down we have to only build ourselves up if you see a person struggling or doing something they don't want to help they want to gossip about it right mm. so like one thing that again I I'll talk about myself I'll give my own example one thing I like to do personally is I like to post a lot of those mental health type of quotes or what I'm feeling or what my emotions are on my Instagram because to me that's my outlet right mm-hmm. and that is my right it's my Instagram yeah. it's my page your Instagram is your own canvas mm-hmm. so you do whatever your you own want personal diary yeah yeah If I want to be the person who posts all these mental health stuff, who talks about my feelings, who talks about indirectly a situation I'm going through, why are you sitting there talking about it and saying, oh my God, look at her spilling her feelings or talking about her diary. That's so weird. She makes these posts instead of saying, oh my God, she's making a post like this. Let me check in to make sure she's doing okay. And Are, also you're making people more aware. Right. And that that's the reason, honestly, why I do it. Because I want to make people aware of these things and these feelings. If I'm going through something, I am very open about my emotions and my feelings. I'm not a person who hides them because I have gone through that self-awareness step. And I'm stronger in displaying my emotions so if i feel or think a certain way i don't hide it i will tell you straight up that as a friend too and i like to post that stuff i love looking at those type of quotes and things on on instagram and tiktok and um you know having to resonate with it or wow like someone else who posted this is going through exactly what i'm going through and then writing more about it but again it's that whole mentality right like oh she's going through stuff oh i wonder what that's about i wonder what friend she's talking about those situations have got to stop Mm -hmm. and again 
We should not be tearing each other down. We should be building each other up. I've seen some girls on my Instagram make a post like that. I right away reach out and say, are you okay? Is everything okay? Do you oh, need someone to talk sweet. to? Yeah. Or like, I completely agree. Hope you're feeling better. There's nothing wrong with sending that two-second message to them because it can truly make their yeah, day. Yeah, you never know how it's going to affect them. And, and like, even just that post, like, you're normalizing expressing your emotions and you're normalizing... Exactly having other people talk about it, having other people talk to you about it, you know, like just opening up about it to a point where it's like, okay, having emotions isn't something that you need to hide, you know, feeling a certain type of way isn't something that you should hide. And then those younger girls or like even girls in our generation can now see like, okay, this is okay to talk about. This is okay to like open up about and maybe like seek help for. So that's a great point. Yeah. And that's the way to do it, right? Like maybe if you open up about it, someone can reach out to you and say, Hey, do you need help with something? I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. They, maybe they don't have a person who they can talk to. Maybe that's why they're using that outlet. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's also another way of doing that awareness as well. Right. So I, I genuinely feel that when it comes to this DC culture and talking about mental health, it should be more awareness. We should be more accepting of it. We should be there for one another and we should be understanding of the other person's situation and how they are and how they process emotion just because I have a lot of anxiety and a lot of panic and I go through certain mental health stages of my life doesn't make me a lesser person or a a worst friend or a worst uh, like doesn't make me a bad person Mm -hmm. basically wow I love that I love how You went down like a whole list of things that we all need to just be better at Mm -hmm. because that honestly makes it so much easier. Like you can't, you have no excuse now. Like if you are a brown girl listening and you find yourself or you hear your friends honestly bringing another girl down, think about how you might feel if someone did that to you. Mm -hmm. And then also just choose to be a nice person. Like it doesn't hurt to be nice. Yeah. No, agreed. (sighs) So I love that. Thanks. No, I completely agree with you guys. It's just, you know, mental health can only get better for other people if the surrounding people around them are better too, Mm, right? So if you're surrounded by people who are not good for you, don't care about you, you know, are bringing you down, it's better to lose them than to keep putting yourself through that toxic cycle and I (laughs) when I tell you I've learned this the hard way I have learned this the hard way I have kept myself in toxic situations and friendships and relationships because I thought I could change the other person I thought you know what it's okay let me forgive them it's okay let me forgive them and people don't change so a lot of that really stems from um their you know well-being and their mental health as well too so it's good to just kind of step away from that and do your own thing and be surrounded by people who love you because when you're down you need that the most and I've realized that I know community is so important I feel like we talk about that every podcast like finding your circle of people that will always be there for you and love and support you not everyone has it but if you do have it like cherish them be grateful and also just talk to them whenever you're feeling down yeah and it, it doesn't have to be a whole group it could literally just be your one person like you're you can literally like 
just be with that person and you could feel the happiest in the world and i see that with, the, with you guys you guys are <laughs> always together it's like the cutest thing but i feel like you found each other you know like your soulmate of a friendship right yeah. and you guys love each other you guys are if something happens amen's going through something you'll be there yeah. vice versa you guys have that bond yeah i i think it's mainly because like we both have flaws like we're not perfect but we've just grown to understand like okay she's this way because of this and as a good person and a friend i'm accepting of that so like when we do have issues like we talk it out and i think that example of a friendship is like the prototype for every other friendship that i have because like after amen like i want to like my other friendships i treat them the same exact way because i'm like okay now i know what like a good friendship is i want my my the rest of my friendships to be like that too yeah and it's perfect how you said that because again it's your brain with that mental health right like it's processing maybe you've gone through bad friendships which i'm sure we all have right? yeah mm-hmm. and now you have deciphered what a good friend should be and now you know okay when i see some red flags my brain is able to process those emotions is able to process that perfectly to know okay what is good versus what is bad and that itself is like a whole mental health journey exactly i feel like getting to you honestly get to know yourself more through other people oh Mm -hmm. yes like the people that you choose to be put in your life like relationships or and friendships you learn more about yourself in the process which is why like they say be careful who you put in your circle but also even if you do have bad friendships or bad relationships you end up learning so much more and like everything is a learning lesson and sometimes like you need those experiences to know like what are my boundaries like what what can i what can i or cannot accept and also like how flawed other humans are and like how can we just become better and i completely agree and that's a huge part of what you were saying before too about like staying in friendships for too long that had like negative impact on you and that were toxic and you might not have gotten like you know like benefited from a huge part of staying in those might be because you're tr- you're figuring yourself out too like okay what is what is the boundary that like i'm gonna like set with this with this friendship or whatever it is sorry i'm getting distracted um what is the boundary i'm gonna set with this friendship but also like how caring of a person am i how like accepting of a person am i how forgiving of a person am i and you know staying in those friendships sometimes doesn't say as much about that person as it says about you and and like how much you're able to forgive people i agree i completely agree and taking that back i i did have uh one of my i think second or third therapy sessions was relating to friendships and my therapist did say something along those lines like you have to think about yourself even in a friendship think what you're gaining from it and what you're losing from it if it's worth the loss it's worth the loss right and just taking that as an experience it's hard to lose someone mentally too because become we become so attached to people especially for me that is i feel like one of my major things i become attached to someone super fast and that feeling of having someone there so when we let go because we realize that this person's not good for us think about what did we gain from it i love that and the one thing that was going through my mind while you were saying that is like losing someone can sometimes be a gain like sometimes Mm -hmm. it is like something huge that you've received because you've lost that person yeah Yeah. i agree i'm a big believer like if something leaves your life whether you want it to or not 
something even better is coming. Like yeah. you don't, you're not even prepared. So we just have to think of it as a positive. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys on this. And then just, you know, taking it back to that mental health space that if in your formula you want to have supportive people around you, that's part of your formula. It's something that's needed. Then again, you have to look at the people around you Mm -hmm. and make sure that only the people that love you deeply, care for you, truly will understand you be there for you at 2 a.m or even at like 12 p.m you know whenever they will be there for you those are the ones to keep around Mm -hmm. yeah do you guys want to like start wrapping it up yeah no i think that was like a really good one i don't know how you guys wrap them up i was just Um, gonna say like uh that was amazing advice and I love all the tips that you gave. I love that you even walked us through how to know if you're going through any mental health issues and I hope whoever is listening right now, if you are going through that, you, one, hopefully you guys feel comfortable reaching out to us now and like, you know, if you ever need anybody to talk to, but also you have like multiple pathways that you can like tap into to uh, start that healing journey. Yeah. I hope listening to Fatima's story, her own like personal experience motivates and empowers you as well to like take that first step, Mm -hmm. even as scary as it might be. And honestly, like stand up to your parents and like open up to them because you need that community. You need that circle. And I don't think there's anything more stronger than seeing a brown girl do it so unapologetically. Yes. And one thing I want to add is definitely put yourself first. If this is something that's causing a huge impact in your life, it's something that is causing you to not push forward with certain situations or certain things in your life then put yourself first because we only get this one life this time is flying by and you have to you have to find your perfect formula as we said mm-hmm. and you just have to be happy i love that i thank love that so much, <laughs> thank I you love so much it. i love that love you <laughs> all right guys that was it for episode eight we'll be back for more Hopefully some fun stuff. Maybe some lighthearted, jokesy ones. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love it, Fado. That was-